Keeping podcasts weird from the live music capital of the world, Austin, Texas, the city that brought you the fabulous Thunderbirds, Rory Erickson, Matthew McConaughey's Naked Bongo Concert, Fun 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 Fest, Colt McCoy, The Thong Guy, The Salt Lick, and The Real World Season 16, it's A Slippery Slope, the podcast with the dazed and confused Mark Browner and Lodger. Woo! All right. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Lodger. How you doing? I'm I'm having a good time. I'm having a good week. Yeah, I think you meant to say Rocky Erickson. I did. <laughs> Should I do it again? Should I start over? Uh, no, you can just say Rocky Erickson. Rocky Erickson. You gonna drop that in? Yep, I'll drop it in. <laughs> Don't just just we'll edit it all later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll edit that in. Yeah, sure. Rocky Erickson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Where did Rory Erickson come from? I, I don't, don't know. know. Rory Calhoun um, or something? <laughs> yes, I think that's where that came from, actually. That's what I was thinking in the back of my mind. Rory Calhoun. And who is is Rory Calhoun in Dazed and Confused? Uh, he is. I don't think so. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm sure he is. Rory Calhoun. Who's the young? He's probably only ni- in... 96 years old now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Rory Calhoun is an old actor. Who's the? Yes. Oh, is it Rory Cochran that's in Dazed and Confused? He was in a couple other movies uh, too. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the stoner guy in Dazed and yeah, Confused. Yeah, yeah. Right with the yes. the, the backwards. Uh, um, uh, soul it's not hat. really a ball cap. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, <laughs> soul hat is a good name for it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. The backwards soul hat. That's Rory Cochran. Uh-huh. Speaking of Dazed and Confused, man. I'm. I mean, let's just get right into it. This week, I watched. Um. Uh, um. Everybody wants some on DVD. Ah, I think you know, you're... we went and, we went and saw it at the theater. It, it's only been like three months ago, I think, and it's already out on DVD. Wow, that's cool. But uh, I think you were talking about uh, uh, purchasing the DVD, and so apparently you did. Oh heck yeah! I I actually that was one that I um, uh, pre-ordered it on Amazon so that when it was available, they just shipped it right to me on the day it came out. So that was cool. Oh and wow! I loved it just as much the the second time as I did the first. It's it's just such a great freaking movie. It it's is so good. Linklater is just. There's just something about his movie. It's funny because, like, he never has gay characters, but yet I I, I just relate to his movies. I just – especially the – I guess maybe because it's all about the times that we all had when we grew up uh, in the in the 80s and the 70s. 1979 is when this one is set. Right. Um, it, it just speaks to me. And then it's clever. It's fucking clever. There's so oh, yeah. many clever things in it. <laughs> the The fact that they go to a, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to do some spoilers here. So spoiler uh, alert if you haven't seen it. I won't spoil anything. Go ahead. <laughs> no, nothing too major. I right. mean, you know, the, my, I love that they go in the first three nights, the guy is in college. They go to a disco. Then the second night they go to a, a country uh, and Western club uh, mm-hmm. where he rides a mechanical bull. And then on the third night, they go to a punk club. I just they, love that. It's like, those are, those are the three major music trends of the late seventies. True. It didn't focus and, on and, one, one aspect. Yeah. It, it gave you a good slice of just about everything. 
that everyone could yeah, identify is, with at that time, right? Which is, yeah, because, you know, in, when I was in college, I went to a kicker bar, a, what, what we call a country bar, a kicker bar, they call it in Texas. Um, I, you know, and I went to puck clubs and I went to discos and I went to gay bars and I went to all, all kinds of places. And, right. you know, I, I considered myself a punk rocker, but uh, really a new waver. But you know, right, I went other but, places you know. and 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 saw how other people lived. <laughs> right, I, I saw how the other half lived. Sure, you allowed yourself to experience everything there was to experience, and not just kind of be pigeonholing yourself. And uh, I think I did the, about the same thing. It was a little harder to do because I went to college uh, in College Station at Texas A and M, so uh, there wasn't much opportunity for necessarily punk clubs. I might have missed them. Of course, we're talking about the, you know, the uh, mid '80s here, so I, I don't know. But there were some pretty cool yeah, there... cl- clubs that you could find some interesting uh, music going on. So I, I wasn't completely without some interesting places to go to. I'm sure there was some places like dance clubs that played new wavy type music. Oh yeah, or definitely. Sure, sure. It was dashed just... some in there <laughs> at times. It was just live music was a little hard to come by unless you were going for country. But there were there were some cool right. kind of uh, blues places that I I would frequent. So you know it had right. options. Yeah. It had options, right? You had some options, and of course, really, College Station is what an hour and a half from Austin. I'm sure you came over to Austin a lot and saw things too. So well, that's you know. true. Did my did my share of uh, Sixth Street hopping back then when you could actually hear live music on Sixth Street? When you could actually hop on Sixth Street and just do some have some fun. And not pay eighteen dollars to park, and <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course, but, uh, we're talking you know, a long time ago, <laughs> a long, yeah, back in the day. But yes, you know, sir. I just, you know, it's so cl- the characters in in uh, Linklater's film are so interesting. Um, the 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 story is interesting. What he does with the characters is interesting. Just to me, you know, I just I I don't know. I'm gonna. I guess it's just a love fest going on right now with <laughs> Linklater. But I just love that movie so much, and I love it. Just hits every note so right, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Watching it a second time and note and knowing that we've talked about, you know, is it is it misogynistic or or male centric? I, I did notice that. Okay, yeah, I could see that's a valid criticism that some people might have that it is a little bit male centric. But, you know, well, like we talked about before, too, the girls, the females in the in the characters are actually strong women and and sure are. of themselves. And they're they're not victims or or just no. pretty faces, although I mean, right. I, I, you know, it's like he has a mud wrestling scene in there, but they're at <laughs> a frat house. A well, and true. B, girls mud wrestle. And, you know, uh, yeah. And, and that is a very late. 70s kind of early thing 80s that people did that was yeah it was no, really a big thing that you know bars would have mud wrestling nights and jello wrestling nights it was just something that people did back then well it's true it's true <laughs> and uh but like you were saying you know the characters well it's like at first glance some of the characters seem very one-dimensional you know but then as time goes on you're like oh this this person has this whole other aspect of themselves and you you know they're not painted with just that you know single brush stroke like so many other uh, lazy filmmakers do but linklater is not right. a, a lazy filmmaker so there he you go he is not Mm-mm. and it's not a um yeah it's not a um caricature um although some of the characters uh, um 
you know, at first glance would seem like a caricature. Exactly. There's actually more to them. There's a great scene in the movie that I'd forgotten about, and it's so it's such a simple moment. There's the guy who's on the baseball team with him that's the hotshot pitcher, and he's kind of really weird and nerdy, and right. they all g- are giving him a, you know, they, he's just, he gets kicked out of a bar, and uh-huh. he's just kind of an ass. Right. And, there's a there's a scene when they have their first practice where uh, he pitches to the 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 senior on the team who's kind of the cool guy on the team right. and uh, and the the cool guy on the team hits a home run off of him right yeah he just takes him down a peg it takes yeah he takes him down a peg and and there's a a scene a couple minutes later where the the weird nerdy guy walks over to the the captain of the team and goes hey good hit man and and the captain kind of hits him on the chest and goes we're cool or something like that just a nice little moment where they're just you know the all the facade falls away and they're just two guys on the same team just saying everything's cool. And it's such a great, simple little moment where you just immediately love those characters yeah. because it, it's so, it just seems so real. And it, you know, when you look at his characters, they all look like edifice, but, but there's so much substance behind it. I'm going to, I'm going to go off. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just, I just, I just yeah. love Link later. I love his characters. I love his movies. I love what they're all about. I could watch them day and night. Sure, he likes. In to, fact, he, he likes to peel away those layers in characters. He does, and he mm-hmm. does it. He does it so freaking well. It's so. Mm-hmm. It's so. I mean, he does it better than anyone. I think, in my opinion, um, I I'm really getting to the point where I think the only filmmaker I like more than him is uh, David Lynch, which uh. Lynch is his own. <laughs> you know that's right. his own link thing but linklater has such a distinctive voice and does. and does so many interesting things and has his characters are so unique and his stories are so unique um after i watched everyone everybody wants some i was like I have had the DVD for Fast Food Nation, which was a film he made in like 2005, somewhere around there, I think. Right. I don't think I ever saw that. So what do you, what's, I, I what's your you, analysis? So I bought it. Uh, I bought it at least three years ago for three dollars at Big Lots. The oh, sticker shit. was still on it. Nice. <laughs> nice. And so it's been sitting in my you know, to be watched pile for at mm. least three years. And, and I finally, I've always been afraid to put it in. Cause I'm like, I know it's going to be gross. It's, it's about <laughs> the fast food industry. You right. know, it's going to be teenage boys spitting on hamburgers and, you know, and, and, and then of course, you know, it's like, it's gotta be, there's gotta be some slaughterhouse stuff in it. And, so, and, um, so tell me, is, is it, is it a documentary? Is it a narrative? What, what is it? It's a narrative, but Linklater co-wrote it with this guy who wrote a nonfiction book called Fast Food Nation. Ah. So they got together and wrote a narrative based on the themes of the book. Oh, cool. And, okay. And I it is it is um it is not his best work by any means even linklater at his worst is better than uh, ever, you know 90% of the other guys out there but i i really liked it when all was said and done i was like i really like this movie the characters again are interesting the story's interesting it's a little bit unfocused but it's just it just it kept me interested in what was going to happen and kind of the character study huh, okay. that it was doing uh, and it's got, although it's got a few people who've been in a lot of Linklater movies, it's got um, oh, really? Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette, and oh. the kid who was in Boyhood actually has a little cameo in it. No shit. Um, hmm. 
Yeah, and then there's like one of the guys who's in Everybody Wants Some is in it for about a second, um, wow. looking much younger. Um, of course. And then there's there's uh then there's people who's never who have never been in a Linklater movie other than this, as far as I can remember. Okay. Greg Kinnear is in it. Hmm. Uh, Paul Franklin Dano, uh, Ashley Johnson. Um, I know I'm forgetting. So, oh, Wilder Valmer Valmarama. <laughs> Woo, it's hard to say. Um, is in it. <laughs> And it's like it's like four or five different storylines, and they never completely resolve anything, but it's still just a damn interesting movie. And yeah, there's yeah. a scene at on the kill floor of a slaughterhouse right. in the last ten minutes of the movie, and I I could I turned away. I can't. I I just covered my eyes. Oh, I know really? I'm a wuss, but. Yeah. What, were they, what were they doing? I, um, Popping cows in the head? Oh, well, I don't know because I didn't watch. I uh, only assumed that okay. because it was funny because you know I was expecting the the kill. There's so there's people who work at a slaughterhouse. Actually, Greg Kinnear plays this guy who's uh, uh, works for a, for a, for a company that's uh, a fast food place, okay. and they've gotten reports that the meat that they're using is is has feces in it. Basically, um, has more feces than sh- should be in there in it. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So he kind it of all goes, has feces. Yes, <laughs> go ahead. He, yeah, <laughs> he goes to the slaughterhouse to kind of check it out, and of course they give him the um, tour that they give everybody. You know, mm. they don't give him the tour where they take you to the to the kill floor. No. Um, and then he he just talks to people in the town where the slaughterhouse is, and finds out more and more as he as he talks to different people about how they say oh. it's not good at the slaughterhouse. And Wilder Valmarama, well, I'm, no, I'm saying that wrong, um, plays a plays a Mexican immigrant who comes across the border and goes to work at the slaughterhouse. Okay. And like all his dialogue, and there's some other characters that come with him, all their dialogue is in Spanish with subtitles. Okay, yeah. And um, so anyway, I kept waiting for the slaughterhouse scene, the kill floor scene, and you knew it would happen, but Linklater is really smart. He... He takes you gently through it, you know. He, uh, right. He, it's the it's the climax of the movie. One of the girls uh, needs a who who has worked at the slaughterhouse and had quit to become a hotel maid needs mm-hmm. a better paying job because of circumstances that happen. And so they so she goes back to the slaughter to the meat processing plant for a job, and the only one that's open is on the kill floor. So mm. that's where she goes to work. Hmm. Um, and that's kind of the climax of the movie when they take you inside the kill floor. And it, it's funny because uh, you knew, you know, it's, you know, it's got to happen eventually. And, you know, and, right. and when it does, it's still, you know, it was disturbing and I couldn't, I, I was just like, no, I, I can't watch this. Wow. Okay. So, that... and I know I'm a pussy. <laughs> Must've been pretty intense um, then. Okay. Hmm. I would, yeah. I can only guess because I just, I just knew that's where it was going, and I knew I didn't want to. And that was the other so, thing. I read a little bit about it online, and it was filmed in a real meat processing plant in Mexico. So uh, they okay. really, he really went in and filmed where they really did it. So I do believe it's like documentary footage of, okay, of what wow. happens. I can just imagine you uh, just dreading this. The scene coming up, wondering when when are they going to show this horrifying thing? And right, yeah. So you're dreading and, it, yeah, cause probably you, most of the entire movie. Then, w- well, for the whole three years, the DVD sat on my oh, desk, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> because right. I just knew it had. To, 
I, I knew it had to be in there. And I was like, and you know, I know I'm a hypocrite and a pussy. And I, you know, if I had to go kill an animal to eat, yes, I would probably starve. I know it's disgusting what, you know, I know if we were all the ethical people that we right. should be, we would be vegetarians and not right. eating yeah, you'd meat. Be, and A lot of people would become uh, vegetarians if, yeah, they had to kill their own food. But uh, oh, oh, yeah, I'm, and I'd know. be... Yeah, I would be the guy who starves to death. I would need to go, you know, that's why it's it, it's like I need Daryl to go out and get me some food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, because I, I... Yeah, I think I was hearing somebody talking about, you know, uh, about that very same topic. And uh, they were saying that, yeah, probably it's very difficult for a lot of people to give up, you know, having meat to eat. But, you know, if you can't do that, maybe the... The best thing you can do is try to at least purchase meat that has been killed. In, well, not necessarily killed in a humane way, but certainly that's obvious that you'd want it killed in a humane way, but also treated decently prior to being killed. So Yeah, you know. ethically ethically farmed or whatever you want to say. Yeah. Exactly. You know, with the with the whole free range thing and and, and Right. I don't even remember what what other words they use for that, but yeah, right. yeah, well, ca- I mean, cage free, you know, basically type, cage free. Type, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It would be, you know, if and and the guy who wrote the um the I did, there was a actually a, a fifty minute documentary about the making of it on the DVD as well, okay. and the guy who wrote the original nonfiction book. We talked about how he loved fast food, but he doesn't eat fast food anymore, and not because of any other reason other than he doesn't – because of the way the fast food companies do business, He's he doesn't want to give them his money. He's like, uh, I love fast food. I love the way it tastes. I don't uh, eat it anymore because I don't want those companies to have my money. That's his that's his reasoning for for, you know, he's, I, you know, he's not a, a vegetarian. He's still a, a carnivore, but – uh uh-huh. but I thought that was you know I, I I thought yeah if we all could really do what we should do then we would probably not go to many of those businesses right yeah as well no I get it I mean it's funny thing is you know it's really it's probably quite difficult to be like a vegan it's probably easier to be a vegetarian certainly because you can have eggs and cheese of course then you run into those ethical issues again about cage farmed eggs and and also dairy cows that are mistreated etc but you know so it's, it's right it's a it's a conundrum it's a quandary uh you know it's it's a it's definitely a first world problem but it still yeah. is uh uh you know i mean that's you know uh, the the vegan vegetarian argument always is you know if you had to kill your own food or if you only knew right. what 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 was going on in these places you wouldn't you'd be a vegan or a vegetarian too too right and but I the, guess you know that's not really true <laughs> because right. I know what goes on and I sure. uh, and a uh, uh, fast food hamburger still tastes damn good so you know what are you gonna do right well I think the the issue isn't gonna be solved by everybody becoming vegans or vegetarians, it might actually require some legislation that makes humane farming uh, mandatory. You know? Right. Because people are right. going to... Exactly. Yeah. Pe- people want to eat meat. You know, well, it's, and it's also a matter of, you know, we need to educate ourselves and, and find out what businesses do these kind of... Do, use good practices um, and then and then patronize those businesses that do. Um, which I true. think there has been... a. A lot of change in the way some of these businesses do business uh, in the last few years because young people have gotten so involved and been so 
uh, vocal about that, you know. True. I mean, um, so I think it's better than it was even when Linklater made the film ten years ago. But uh, obviously, long way to go. Definitely, it's you know, <laughs> interesting films like this that help at least shine a light on what's going on. And right. Maybe right. we, we can make some and changes think, for the better. You know. Right, and I think it's a it's kind of a shame that I think. Um, uh, Fast Food Nation is one of those films that Linklater put out that that really a lot of people haven't seen, and it's an interesting, good film that kind of makes you think about those things. So you know, like right. like everything he does, the only the only movie I think he's ever made that I was like, this is just a throwaway movie is Bad News Bears. Oh, I can I don't think I could even watch that one again. Oh really? Um, well, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to see it again. It's been a while since I saw it. I don't remember what I thought of it, but I don't yeah. think I liked it that much. I mean, Linklater's Bad but, News Bears is okay. I mean, there's nothing horrible about it. It's just not his best work. Plus, yeah. Plus, yeah. it's, a, it's um, a remake, so, you know, of sorts. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, and I went through, the, I was looking at the list of all his films again, and now that I've seen Fast Food Nation, there's only one film by him that I haven't seen, and that is Suburbia. And I don't uh, – uh, it is out of print on DVD. You can see it on hmm. – I know you can see it on Amazon Prime for 4 bucks, but oh, um, okay. you can't you can't get it on DVD unless you buy it used somewhere. And I think the the copies I saw were going for, you know, 40, 50 bucks. So. Wow, okay. Huh. I, I, will, I will eventually watch that one. I'm, I think I'm going to have to watch it on Amazon Prime or something to do that. Right. Well, for 4 bucks, why not? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a matter of me making the time to do it. That's always been the hardest part of any of it uh yeah yeah not as easy as popping a dvd in it is when the dvd's sitting there it kind of calls to you but <laughs> there's so many things online i want to watch that i haven't yet that eventually i will it, it would really be cool i would love to sit down and have like a week or something or maybe even a month and watch right. all of linklater's movies in order that they were made oh, that's um, cool. because i've only seen uh the the first one which is Something about a plow. I can't remember what the exact title is. Yeah, you, you can't learn to plow from reading books or something like that. It's impossible to learn how to plow by reading a book or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I saw it once at a at a film festival at the at, actually at the Paramount here in Austin, and it, I yeah. really liked it. I mean, it's a it's a student film, and it's it's uh, I could see where some people would be bored with it, but I thought it was a really interesting. Yeah, yeah. That comes as a bonus track on the uh, Slacker DVD that I bought. Criterion, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh Which so, I don't own Slacker on DVD. I've got to buy that one, but the Criterion stuff should. is always so expensive. Yeah. Um and I really I think God, for for the movie fan I am, I need a Blu-ray player. I've got to get the Blu-ray. Uh yeah, I guess so. As long <laughs> as as long as that format keeps being supported, and I assume it it will be. Well, now, now there's some new format called something like 4HD or something. Oh, great. Who knows? There's don't, don't there's another new format out there. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's funny because sometimes uh, I, w I was just read a comment someone made online the other day, just a friend of a friend, I think, that said he was watching Halloween, the original Halloween movie, I think it was, mm -hmm. on, on Blu-ray. And he's like, I've seen it on VHS, I've seen it on cable TV, I've even seen it at the theater. But there's a scene where Michael Myers busts a window with his hand, and he said when I saw it on Blu-ray, he could see he had a wrench 
painted pink, paint, painted flesh color in his hand when he hit the window. He's like, oh. I've seen it in multiple floor mats and I've never noticed that before, but <laughs> I saw it in Blu-ray and it completely ruined the scene for me. <laughs> wow. That's crazy, man. Wow. Yeah. That's it. Well, yeah. Sometimes that's clarity. Some, yeah. Man. Sometimes that's high clarity. definition and clarity. <laughs> Yeah, it, maybe that's not always the best thing. Well, so. unintended consequences. I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, and so. I get that. Sometimes I have some friends who have TVs that are, are I don't know if they're, they're not HD. I don't know what they are. What is the other LCD? And they'll watch a show like Walking Dead on LCD, and it just looks too fake to me. Oh, really? It, it doesn't look it does, you know, because those film those episodes are are shot on film, and um. Yeah. When you watch them on certain high-def TVs, to me, it takes me totally out of it because it just looks fake. It looks like a film set. It looks phony. Oh, wow. Um, so it's like a situation and, where it's it's almost too crisp? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. it looks more like – and to me, it looks like it's like, oh – this looks like some college student shot it on video. Oh, wow. It just looks it it looks low budget to me. It doesn't improve it at all. It totally mm. takes away from it in my opinion, but Okay. I, I don't know exactly. I can't remember what format. I'm I'm assuming it's LCD TVs, but I can't remember for sure. Yeah. Um Hey, I'm glad we had a a chance to do this show because I know that you've been out playing Pokemon Go all week. <laughs> yes. I, Can I've... anybody get anything done? <laughs> God, I don't know, man. That's crazy. Uh, how Pokemon Go has taken the world by storm. Hasn't taken my Isn't world by storm. No, but uh, yeah, apparently a lot no, of people. No, mine are, either. A lot of people are going ape shit over it. it it's so funny because I was, you know, I went to uh, Louisiana recently uh, last weekend with my family and my yeah. nephews, and, and all of them are playing it. Uh, really? on their wow. phone and mm. and and it just came about a couple weeks ago and i thought oh we should talk about this on the podcast and then i was like by the time we talk about it on the podcast <laughs> in a week yeah. this will this trend will be over <laughs> right it'll it'll have been beaten to death on on the internet already uh, yeah on, right, on facebook yeah. so but it's just so crazy to me that that uh, any you know my nephews were into it and they're adults right. um well, um uh, at go, least going at least, around to find them mhm at least some kids are getting some exercise now so that's one good thing possibly yeah when they're not <laughs> falling off cliffs or walking into traffic absolutely well, yeah, you know there's <laughs> there's always risk Lodger. <laughs> well i guess so yeah it no, just it's, kills it, me. It's I, silly, yeah. It, right. Yeah, I, you know, it, what's cra What was craziest, most crazy about it, was how fast. I mean, I remember hearing about it. I don't even remember where I first heard about it. Somebody mentioned it. I just heard something about it. Probably saw something online about it. And mm -hmm. within a day or two, it was a phenomenon. Everyone right. was doing it. And like you know, I get on Snapchat a lot. There's yeah. all these. Kids, not kids, but teenagers on Snapchat posting, going around doing it where there would just be 20 other people in the same place they were doing it too. <laughs> yeah. And, and someone online posted a video where they were on the Venice Pier in California and, and everyone was on the pier was there looking at their phone doing Pokemon Go. Wow. Well, if it's, if if these crazy. people if – if the people who are doing it and happen to be all in the same location, if they – meet and chat 
and make new friends and stuff, I'm all for it. But if they're just completely ignoring each other, then I wonder, what are we gaining? I know, right? Right. Well, and that's true. And it's like, uh, it's great that maybe it would become kind of a social thing, which I think it has. I think a lot of people do go out to, to, to do it and meet other people who are doing it. And it becomes kind of a social interaction in real FaceTime, which is great. Uh, you know, of course, you if know, becomes you can that, always yeah. meet, you, you can always meet creeps when you well, go out and do that true. too, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you some, know, some, if, uh, some sweaty guy in a trench coat, you know, is... Right. Holding, holding if John, his, John holding Wayne his, Gacy was alive. <laughs> right. Holding his phone in one hand and his cock in the other, you know. <laughs> not, not cool. Not cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that is. But, you know, if if people are kind of meeting because of that, I guess that's cool as long as it stays cool. And, uh, right. and then if people are getting exercise out of it, God knows I can't uh, say anything bad about that. I certainly... Right. Could use a game like that that worked for me. Maybe if you could find, I don't know, some. Maybe if you could turn it into a slot machine, I could go or something. But yeah, I just thought it was. It, it just amazed me how fast that took off. And maybe and when you maybe, think about it, is uh-huh. maybe if there was a game. It called, is kind of cool. Maybe if there was a game called Twink Go, you might be interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Friday night for me. Thank you. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but you know. It just amazed me how fast it took off. And then when you think about some of the applications, I mean, um, it's certainly if you had a business, it would be great, a great way to drive traffic to your business. Well, that's, um, I'll, that's where it's going, man. I don't that's know. Where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whoever invented it is a genius, I think, because it's going to become a commercial thing where you where you can drive traffic to businesses because of it. Right. It's like, wow, how come all uh, and, these how come all these Pikachu's are at the mall? Right. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Because when we were at uh the casino in Louisiana with my family and my nephews were doing it, there was there yeah. was one and I guess you you know, part of it is you physically have to walk somewhere or, yes. or get get to a location by some means of transport before mm-hmm. you can click on this Pokemon and capture it. I never, you know, Pokemon is a little bit after my time. Right, that was a big thing. I was an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. The generation after us, I think. Yes. But, you know, it it just killed me that, man, this caught on so fast, and it was a worldwide phenomenon so quickly, within days. Yeah, the, the, the viral video game is here. Yeah, and there's, you know, that just that just really threw me that within days I heard about it and then I was seeing stuff about it and then next thing I knew people I knew were doing it and talking about it. Crazy. Yep. Crazy. So, yeah. So, I, I was in Louisiana during during the past weekend. Yeah. I, what did you do this past week? Did you do anything cool this past week? I'll tell oh. you about my my story. But okay. do you have uh, any good stories that I missed while I was out of town? Well, Sierra and I went to um, listen to some music at uh, Shady Grove last Thursday. Oh, really? Yeah. I for, love Shady Grove. Yeah, you know, for anybody who doesn't know what Shady Grove is, Shady Grove is a restaurant on Barton Springs Road in Austin. And uh, it used to be an RV park, kind of like uh, the RV park that's like a couple of doors down from it, if you recall, called Pecan Grove. Mm-hmm. It's still a functioning oh, really? RV park. Oh, really? I didn't park. know that. Well, I believe that Shady Grove used to be an RV park, but then that closed down in, like, 1992. It opened as a restaurant, then a music venue. So there's still a, 
a grove of pecan trees and an st- outdoor stage, and they have live music there, and it's called Unplugged at the Grove Music Series. And so on Thursday, huh. it just happened to be that, yet again, Dale Watson was there <laughs> with, uh, the Reverend, oh, wow. with the Reverend Horton Heat. Oh, wow. Yes. and Wow. So, so, I mean, I know I've talked about Dale Watson a lot, and I, you might be tired of me talking about him, but uh, I don't think yeah. for anybody who's in the audience who doesn't know who Dale Watson is, and I don't think I've ever necessarily described what he is, he's, he's a country music musician, and I, he heavily influenced by uh, musicians like Merle Haggard and Johnny Cash, and a lot of times he, he actually covers a lot of Merle Haggard and Johnny Cash songs, and He's he's probably in his mid fifties and uh, he's got this big silver pompadour. He uh, he used to have black <laughs> hair, but he he let it go gray, and now he's got this big silver pompadour. And uh, but uh, he's in good shape, man. He still wears cut off shirts, and he's he's uh, it looks like he works out, so he's he's pretty cool. So I enjoy <laughs> I, I enjoy seeing him, and you know he's associated with Chicken Chit Bingo at at Sea Boys, as we talked about. I guess last week, episode seven, yeah, right. And uh, so anyway, um, he was the opening act, and then of course the Reverend Horton Heat was the headliner. But anyway, wow. since this is unplugged at the Grove, it wasn't okay. The Reverend Horton Heat is actually a trio of musicians, and the the lead singer of the Reverend Horton Heat is Jim Heath, H E A T H. So he was. There as himself, though he was playing Reverend Horton Heat songs, but he was just playing it by himself without a backing ah. bass player and drummer. So, but he, see, he, I, I've I've heard of Reverend Horton Heat for years, and I didn't realize that was a band and not a person. Well, it I it's, mean, I, it's kind of both. You know, it's it's like the lead singer is mostly thought of as the Reverend Horton Heat, but it's really the band that's called the Reverend Horton Heat. It's kind of like you know Debbie Harry and Blondie. You know, everybody calls Debbie Harry Blondie, but, you know, she's really just the lead singer of the band Blondie. So right. It's kind of right, similar with the right. Reverend Horton Heat. So Jim Heath, as and that's how he introduced himself, is Jim Heath. Of course, every, you know, he was introduced as Jim Heath, also known as the Reverend Horton Heat. So anyway, but he is, <laughs> he's known as a, a psycho, psychobilly musician. I'd say he's somewhere between rockabilly and psychobilly. You know, he's kind of in that zone between the two and in my opinion right but, uh, so well i think dale watson too has has definitely has elements of rockabilly absolutely a, yeah. as part of his act yeah right, right. yeah no, no doubt about that and it was a great show and they also then they they both got on uh stage together and performed with each other which was really interesting and they they did uh some merle haggard songs and and uh, other tunes, other rockabilly tunes, etc. Uh, so cool. It was good. It was interesting. It now, was. It's a free show, and boy, you could tell oh, that wow. it was a free show because it was freaking packed. Okay, if, <laughs> if you ever want to go see a show at Shady Grove, uh, unplugged at the Grove, by all means, get there an hour and a half to two hours early because it is just going to be teeming with people. We got there maybe 30 minutes before the show started and it was already packed. And we we were way in the back at a obstructed picnic table area in in direct sun. Luckily the the sun went behind the trees eventually and it was comfortable and sure was glad to have some nice cold, ice cold beer to keep cool. So yeah, Sierra Sierra and I were sweating pretty hot here. But uh, it's been hot in Austin, boy. 
Yeah. So anyway, it was of course good. It, we're we're uh-huh. right in summer, so yeah. No Sorry. Shit. So it's <laughs> it's it's difficult. It would have been better if we could have gotten earlier and been underneath all of the wonderful cooling pecan trees where they actually have fans placed and everything. But because we were uh, we didn't yeah. get there way early, it was. It was a little torturous at first, but, uh, you know, it got better. And so we cool. had a good time. Cool. And just for anybody's, anybody who's interested in uh, Reverend Horton Heat, uh, he will be playing at Strange Brew July 23rd, so 2016. What so is, if somebody's listening what is, to this uh, five years from now. He uh, played. You missed um, it. <laughs> what, is, what is Strange Brew? You know, I've never been there, so I, I need to do a little research about where Strange Brew is. I'm assuming yeah, I've it might, never heard of it. Maybe it's a microbrewery and also music venue and be. restaurant. I don't know. I'll have to uh, here in Austin, right? Uh, yes, it, it definitely is in Austin. It's just hmm. uh, okay. I'll just type it in real quick <laughs> because <laughs> curiosity is killing me. I just gotta know. Well, you know. I got know. Yeah, because, you know, when I hear Strange Brew, it makes me think of Canada because it was Bob and Doug McKenzie had a film called right. Strange, Strange Brew. Oh, good point. Which yeah. was Rick oh. Moranis and Dave Thomas, I think, were Bob and Doug McKenzie back. That was back in the day, boy. I used to Take love off, SCTV. Eh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. That's uh, 5326 Manchaca Road. So that's uh, way Manchaca? south. Yeah. You did not just say Manchaca. Sorry, Manchac. <laughs> Manchac. Got to say it three times. Manchac. It's funny Man-shack. when you read it. Manchac. It's funny when you read it, you want to say Manchaca. Right. Well, I yeah. do the same thing when I'm reading it in my head. I, I say it wrong. Right. So oh, it's 56. That's It's not a brew pub. It's a coffee house. Oh. Strange brew, apparently. Mmm. Yeah. So Reverend Horton Heat is going to be there on the 23rd of yeah. July. July 23rd, 2016. Of 2016. So if you're if you cool. listen to this podcast in 2017, forget about it. You missed it. Yeah. So, or yeah. even in August of 2016. <laughs> well, there you go. That's right. So, anyway. Well, cool. Well, we'll have to go check out Strange Brew sometime and just to see what it's like. Well, uh, Manchac, I'm I'm wondering where on Manchac it is. Like uh, if it's south isn't Maybe. all of Manchac hmm. South? <laughs> it is. Well, yeah, but I mean, is it super south or? Good question. I wonder. Maybe it's where you know. Just, maybe it's where uh, the bakehouse used to be. That's just what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if it's where the bakehouse used to be. Yeah, if anybody. That's interesting. Yeah, they used to be one of our favorite restaurants, the Bakehouse. Yeah. They used to have uh, I, a good German dish called Rouladen. Oh. Uh, remember remember yeah. Rouladen? Oh, yeah, yeah, I liked Rouladen a lot. Oh, their sauerkraut was just about the best sauerkraut I ever had, not having a lot of homemade sauerkraut in my day. Yeah. Um, Theirs was really good, yeah. I'm sure you've had better because because I'm sure uh, people in your family make really good homemade uh, sauerkraut since you're of German descent. Because I'm German and I'm saying you're a fucking kraut, man. (laughs) You're a fucking kraut. Well, I'm I'm three. Brown, huh? I'm th- I'm three eighths kraut and five eighths uh, uh, bohemian, <laughs> bohonk, as they say. You're you're a bo you're a, a yeah. I'm, I'm a kraut wow. bohonk. You're a kraut and a what's a bohonk? A, uh, it's like a, a bohemian Czech? or a Czech, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always think of you as German, and I know you're really more Czech. But do the, do the Czechs do sauerkraut? Is that a yeah. Czechoslovakian yeah, you dish know, that's, too. That's, that's a that's a Central European dish. So you know that includes yeah. all that 
Poland, Czechoslovakia, Germany, you name it. I don't man. know why, even as a kid, I liked sauerkraut. Even, you know, and all I ever got was sauerkraut out of a can, of course. That's all. Yeah. My mom certainly didn't know how to make right. homemade. Well, she could have, but she, you know, it takes forever, I'm sure. But uh, even as a kid, I liked it as out of a can. And since being an adult and having real good, home, you know, homemade sauerkraut, like they uh -huh. had at Bakehouse. Yeah. I love I, them. I love it even more. <laughs> yeah, I have I have a great aunt Martha who does like a creamed sauerkraut. Actually, mm. really good. She starts off with a uh, a roux base, and then she adds uh, sauerkraut to it, so it gives it a, a real creamy, buttery kind of a flavor with that with that tart tartness of the of the kraut it's uh it's an interesting combination okay now i want to try that so <laughs> <laughs> yes we're gonna have to visit aunt martha at some point sure um that sounds really good yeah that sounds really good yeah she, you know there's someplace else where we've had sauerkraut uh -huh. i'm sorry uh yeah she also makes noodles but anyway <laughs> <laughs> some place that we've had sauerkraut that was good Isn't other than the, the bakehouse where we've had yeah had homemade sauerkraut uh, i feel like there's some restaurant we've gone to where we got it as well it's it must very be somewhere where we would get get german food where did you did you do now we're off on a, a slippery slope tangent here wow did you, how unusual didn't we go someplace yeah right <laughs> didn't we didn't you go someplace we went someplace where you got like a, a german sausage cut up on a board with maybe crackers yes it was yeah i think where the, dish the f was, called, was that the, the dish was called like a sausage board and uh, yeah oh. where was that because I, I think that's where we got sauerkraut too. But yes. I'll be goddamned if I can remember. And I and I think was. I made the comment. I think I made the comment. Hey, they didn't give enough sauerkraut. They needed like twice as much yeah. as they, they gave me. It came in a little. It came in a little. Um, a condiment what are they, what are they, uh, ramekin. cup. Right. It came in a little ramekin, not in a big glob on your plate like you want. Where exactly. the fuck was that, Mark? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Damn. Oh, it's gonna drive me crazy! All It'll right, come well, to us, but yeah, we'll, um, we'll we'll mention it on the next episode. Yeah, we'll have to think about it because well, I remember when you got that. I don't even remember what I got wherever it was. I feel like it was kind of a bar type. Oh, it was um, it was Uncle Bubby's barbecue place on Barton Springs. Uncle Billy's. Yeah, I, th I think you're right, Uncle Billy's. Yeah, which is just down the road from Shady Grove. Yeah. Which is just did down we... the road from Barton Springs. So anyway, whatever. Did they have sauerkraut? Was that the one that had sauerkraut with it? I think so. I feel so. like it did. Maybe that's, I'm wrong. That's why it was such an anemic uh, ramekin of uh, a sauerkraut. Yeah. They just thought, oh, right, yeah. they just thought, yeah. oh, it's a garnish. It's a garnish. No. It's part of the People meal. People love sauerkraut. I yeah, think I went. Gotta I, have a, I, think, I want a big. <laughs> I think Sierra and I went back there and I actually asked them for two ramekins. <laughs> like a, even two a, would hardly be enough well, i would need true, a but i'll need least... like four four or five <laughs> yes <laughs> i want a, I want a giant corn cob pipe filled with the sauerkraut i don't know why right I yeah don't know why i want to i want to I want it served with a spoon like they use in a high school cafeteria where they just <laughs> shlunk it down in there and shlunk it on your pulpit of sauerkraut. That's what I want. Yes. If you, you know, I don't know why I like it. It's funny too. I, I, um, I kind of like coleslaw, but not the same as I 
because coleslaw can be radically different from place to place. Right. Oh yeah. That's um, that's yeah. Definitely. Sauerkraut. But sauerkraut tends to be. Yeah. 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 With variations. But of it course. was. Yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's not as widely diverse as because the only the only coleslaw I really like that isn't creamy coleslaw mm-hmm. is the coleslaw at um, Salt Lake. Oh yeah, that's which a whole is not, different animal, right? Yeah, and I really like their coleslaw at Salt Lake. Um, yeah. But other than that, if I get coleslaw, I usually like it to be creamy. I think it, mm. you know. The, the first time I had good coleslaw, I don't even know if it's good coleslaw, if I would call it that. I'm just so used to it as KFC. And KFC's coleslaw I kind of like. Um, but, okay. but it, it comes from having it as a kid, I guess. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, Which yeah. it probably tastes horrible to you since you've had real, authentic, homemade coleslaw, well, too. Well, yeah, well. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's always things. When you had something as a kid, it's it's ingrained in your brain. It's something that you loved. And so you can't you can't fight that. Right, yeah. You can't top it. You can't find a way to top it. <laughs> no. So. Sure. Well, that's cool. Well, that sounds like we got off on a slippery slope there. Boy, but it sounds sure like the, uh, the show at um, at uh, Shady Grove, I didn't know they were doing that. I've, You know, as long as I've lived in Austin, I've only been to Shady Grove two or three times, and every time we've gone, I like it. Oh, yeah. But the the food's best great. seating is outside. Yo, the food's amazing. Yeah. And um, the best seating is outside. And boy, you just, it's hard to go in July and August. It's so friggin' hot in Austin yeah. that, uh, you know, if you're on, you want to sit inside if you're right. going. Well, if you're on the patio proper, you know, they, like I said, they've got fans going and, and stuff, and it's all covered with uh, pecan tree shade. So it's it's better it's just when you're kind of on the the outer edges it's not so comfortable you know right yeah yeah Plus if it's always too hot you can always eat inside and uh which is nice and air conditioned and and dark and cozy uh and the food's good you know they got <laughs> tex-mex and then of course just your typical texas fair chicken fried steaks and things like that so uh yeah it's a good place uh, yeah but, they have a lot of good food yeah. And they also have got some uh, some vegetarian choices as well. The hippie, the hippie sandwich, and uh, so uh, it's there's something for everybody there. One thing they don't have anymore that I I'm really sad that they don't have anymore. They used to do a cornbread fritter uh, with honey. Mm, that was just that sounds, that sounds amazing already. Oh man. And uh, I think the last time I was there, I was like, hey, yeah, I'm going to get an order of a cornbread fritter. And, oh, we don't make that anymore. I'm like, what? So, Isn't it weird when places stop doing something that was really like one of the best things there? Yeah. That's one of the things. Again, I mean, here we go on a tangent. <laughs> right. That's, uh, that's one of the things that that just pisses me off about Lucy's fried chicken. I love Lucy's. They're great. Oh, yeah. But they had these amazing potatoes when we first went there. They were the grilled s- smashed potatoes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. They were wonderful. And and. The, and they were amazing. They were like mm-hmm. these new potatoes that had been boiled and then smashed on a grill and grilled, and uh-huh. they put them in a on a dish and put sea salt on top of them. I think oh, very yeah. simple, but just tasted better than any potato dish I had had I- I- ever. 
Right. I and, think it was uh, yeah, we potato magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went back and they're like, oh, we, we don't do that anymore. We do mashed potatoes. And their mashed potatoes are fine. They're I thought just it was- Typical. I thought it was a potato salad. It was a smoked potato salad. Well, they do that too, okay. um, which that is that is good. But they also at one point were doing mashed potatoes and the mashed potatoes uh, were – there was nothing wrong with them. They just weren't anything right. to write home about. They were just your typical mashed potatoes. And I was like, why would you take something off the menu that was the best part of the freaking meal? Yeah. Uh, what was – you know, is – uh, was there something difficult about it, or who knows? But. I think they said they changed chefs or something, and I was like, well, yeah, but why wouldn't the chef want to do something that was very popular? He wanted, I guess, he wanted to put yeah. his own his own stamp on things. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's you know that's the that's the beauty of going someplace like well, I guess the beauty, but that's the whatever of going someplace that's more independently owned than right. going to a fast food place where it's the same shit every well, time. That's that's true. Um, You're right. Which which is there, you know, I remember when I worked for a fast food place when I was a teenager, one of their things that they were proud of was that if you went and got their, you know, I'm trying not to mention brand names here, if you went and got their signature sandwich at any restaurant in the USA, it would taste the same. That was something they were right. striving for, that if you went and got that sandwich, you know, in Maine or in California, it was going to taste exactly the same. Right. Which you know that that familiarity of something like that can be comforting um okay. but you know i love going to independently owned restaurants and and uh which we have a, a so many wonderful ones in austin to choose from um right. that i can forgive you know lucy's fried chicken is the so many things on their menu is so amazing and good, and especially their fried chicken, yeah. that you can forgive them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, well, it's yeah. not going to keep me from going back. No, don't believe me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, do believe me that yes, <laughs> I agree me. with that. <laughs> uh, Absolutely right. That's uh, just because they don't have their their wonderful grilled smashed potatoes. It's not going to stop me from going there occasionally. Yeah. Because their their fried chicken is amazing, and they there's other things we've had there. Um, what else is? Oh, their mac and cheese is really good. There's so many things I've had there that have been amazing and good. That yeah, we'll go back. <laughs> wow, um, can we can we get them to uh, uh, sometime in the future pay us for all these free ads we're giving them? <laughs> all these different places. I swear, wow. But uh, no, I mean I think we're well, you know we're, we're we're talking up local businesses here, and so I I. I think that's important, and, and uh, why not do that? Well, I, yeah, I do too. Because we yeah. want to keep them in well, business, and, and so why not? Right. Certainly, we have been to many places where we weren't as pleased, and as we always say, we like to keep the show positive. Right. Um, see, like I, it's been a whole probably forty-five minutes, almost an hour, and I haven't mentioned the Republicans once. Um, <laughs> and and while we're recording this, their big convention is going on. Oh. Um, well, that's so, true. You know, yeah, we like to keep. We like to keep things positive and also, you know, I love promoting Austin, even though I hate people moving here like a good Austinite. I really hate it when people move here, but right. But, um, Makes everything uh, so damn know, please crowded. Come visit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah may, please come visit and then go away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. But, sure. you know, it's it's it's, uh, you know, it's it's that hometown pride kind of thing, you know, that. Boy, we have some really great places here. Yeah, to see music, to eat. Right. Um. And, uh, that it's it's fun to promote it. 
It's right. fun and to talk about it. Un- understandably, we want to we want to keep it all to ourselves, but we know that's <laughs> ain't going to happen. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Gonna c- right? Yeah. Continue to move in at a hundred and some odd people a day, so that's that's just the way it is. Right. Lucy's can't stay open on the fact that I go there three times a year. You know. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to need some other people to visit so I can go when I want to go. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Well, Uh, since we're uh, we're talking about that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, (laughs) well, I was going to ask, you had said earlier that you you went on a trip and... uh, Yeah, I was going to say... Since we're talking about Austin, let's talk about places I went that aren't Austin for a okay. while. <laughs> I, I would I would love to hear that. So uh, you, so, uh, so did you go to Houston and then from Houston you you went with family to well why don't you, uh, let me let you tell it. Yeah yeah well yeah I went you know my family's all in Houston, mm-hmm. um, and so I it was my dad's seventy fifth birthday on July eleventh. It took me fifty years to realize that my father's birthday is seven eleven. I don't know why it was so hard for me to remember his birthday <laughs> in years past Great. when his birthday is the luckiest day of the year seven eleven. There it is. Um, but he turned seventy five, which just floors me because he doesn't look or act seventy five, well, and um, we. He loves to go, you know, he retired and he really likes to go over to Louisiana to gamble at, at, at the main place he likes to go is Cachado, which is, is uh, there kind of north of Lake Charles. It's, it's owned by Native Americans, supposedly, I guess. Right. And, uh, well, I'm sure Indians. it is, but yes. Yeah. Um, and it's been there for a long time and it just keeps growing and growing and getting bigger and bigger and better and better wow. because you have to drive about 45 minutes maybe 30 minutes north of Lake Charles to get to it. And um, it's a, it's a little bit of a haul. So you better like it when you get there and, and they've, it just keeps expanding and getting bigger. So, wow. Is it actually on a uh, reservation? Well, if it is, you don't see anything that looks like a reservation there. It's just a big casino in the middle of no, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's in a little town called Kinder, which is probably a thousand people. I I mean, it's a tiny little town. There's nothing that, well, there's, there's a few things like McDonald's and stuff there now because they've, because so many people go there to go to the casino that there's, there's a few fast food restaurants and, and stuff like that, gas stations and that kind of thing. But Mm-hmm. And okay. then a few hotel chains there too. So, wow. but um, so it's funny because there are lots of options on where to stay. So my parents, they have an RV park there. So my parents haul their trailer over there, and then oh, they really? have these places called. Yeah, they take their RV over there. They have these places called. Um, oh, they're like little bungalows. They're really like little manufactured homes. What mm-hmm. do they call those? They call them chalets. Oh, um, <laughs> wow, sounds so, fancy. So, Fancy, yeah. It's really just a little manufactured home, and they have about—I don't even know how many they have. Probably fifty or so of them. Okay. Um, and they're kind of good. They're inexpensive and kind of good for families because they have several beds, and you could put kids there and be away. There's a, a little bit away from the casino. Did you stay um, in a chalet? I have in the past. I didn't this time. Um, my sister always gets one. My sister and my dad go there so much that they usually get their chalet and their RV park stuff comped. Oh wow! Because um, they really? go there so Whoa. much, yeah, yeah. So I stayed at the main casino hotel where you get off the elevator and boom, you're in the casino. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, that sounds uh, the, good. The Grand, yeah, mm. and it was really nice. The Grand was really nice. It wasn't. It well, wasn't very expensive. It was like one ninety a night. Uh huh. 
and it it was really nice and uh, uh not not super fancy but somewhat fancy and nice and okay. comfortable and it's made me feel like a, a hot shot to stay there <laughs> right okay so it was it was uh, equivalent to a, a decent hotel in Las Vegas yeah i would say so yeah yeah okay. it's not um you know it's not uh, it well caesar's palace i've stayed in caesar's palace and there are parts of caesar's palace that aren't so fancy either you know uh, it's not like staying at the bellagio let's okay. say but it's like staying at at uh, uh you know mgm grand or something a really nice hotel right that's cool um well, yeah, it was fun. Who was who was sleeping in the trailer then? My mom and dad and a bunch of kids. Okay, okay. <laughs> so my sister came. My sister has four kids, and then her oldest daughter has four kids. Wow. So it was my mom and dad, my sister and her kids and grandkids, and, and then me, and then one cousin, and I won't get into that part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is, is that a whole episode by itself? It is. It is. Okay. And it was like, uh, we'll it was it. just a, it, yeah, it just was. Yeah. So we, um, <laughs> so we, anyway, we had a good, I had a good time. I needed a break and it was great to get away. Um, but what, so what, while we were there, my, what'd you do with all your money? Uh, put it in slot machines and didn't get any of it back. Oh, so I won't tell you I, how much money I, I, I lost. I gave it all away. I gave it to the Native Americans. Yes. Aww. They scalped me like which is what I do, which is what I do almost every time I go. I spend a lot of money, much more than I Aww. should. I very rarely only once last time we went, I only lost a couple hundred dollars and that was probably the best trip I had. Wow. Well, <laughs> I I but you I, had yeah, you had I, fun though. I did. I don't know if I got my money's worth, but I had an okay time. Uh, okay. <laughs> I yeah. I should I should probably slow down a little bit, but you know you know I only do it a couple times a year and it's fun. Yeah. One of the things that's that's really cool is uh-huh. um, there are you know there are all these themed slot machines now. Okay. You know, slot machines have just become more and more. They're, of course, have become more and more computerized, and yes. more and more uh, much. Video graphics are amazing on them. Right. Um. The, there are some of them that are really almost complicated, and and they just get hmm. bigger and bigger and more interesting and intense. And then, of course, they all have. It used to be, you know, it was just a thing with you hit three bars and you won. Right. You know, it was yeah. just very simple. But now there's all these different patterns and then all these different themes. Uh-huh. And a lot of them are based on pop culture stuff. Okay. Um, like sure. I, like some some of the some of the stuff I played this time there was a Big Bang Theory <laughs> really? uh, slot machine. Bazinga. Yeah, which was which was fun. That of course that's what he says when you win. Um <laughs> there was uh there was a um, – we used to love to play, and it's old-fashioned now. When it first came out, it was very modern. There was an I, there's an I Dream of Genie one. Oh, that my. It was like the first one I ever played where if you went to the bonus round, there was a video display of a bunch of different Genie bottles, and you got to pick different ones, and that was – the different prizes were in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> um there's a there's a Britney Spears one that was the new big one this time was a Britney Spears one and there was okay. also a um there was actually a new one that was based on the 60s Batman oh. TV series okay that could be cool because now a lot of times it's it, now a lot of times they have these things where if you hit something then it plays a video so it would play a video from the old you know like a a 10 or 15 second clip from the old Batman series oh well, that's kind of um, cool 
I, I could see that yeah, being entertaining in its own way. It is. It is. It is. It's fun that it's, you know, it, it, you get different things. Uh, same thing with the Big Bang Theory. It, it played different clips and they had a <laughs> right. they had a bonus round that was all of the different characters. So depending on if you got to the bonus round, then then a spinner would spin to tell you what characters game you were going to play. Uh, and so you could play Penny's game or you could play Howard's game or different things like that. It was and that was kind of fun and interesting. So, you right. know, you want to play it so you can play all the different bonus games and see what each one of them does, of course. <laughs> oh, I see. So it's, the, it's kind of addictive in its own way. That's pretty clever. It is. Yeah. You know, which is why, you know, I always play and I always bet max, which can cost you three or four dollars. The cheapest, which is usually 40 or 50 cents or a quarter yeah. per spin, but not not me, not Lodger. No, I've got to do the, the bet max because the only way you're going to win max is if you bet max. That's so, what they say. But but the weirdest one I saw while I was there uh, is was a, was a slot machine for the House of Cards, the Kevin Spacey series. Oh, that's weird. It is just it was just totally random and weird. That's extremely and I only played random. It, for a, uh-huh. it, it was like, why? Yeah. And I only played it for a little bit, so I really didn't get to see all that it did. But it, it yeah. would – if you hit a bunch of Kevin Spaceys, there was like – there was like probably 12 or 15 little places where symbols popped up uh, and um, cuz it's more like a video thing than a than a you know a, a real slot machine with rollers in it or whatever right it's not mechanical um, at all it's all computerized it's all computerized yeah. yeah and so i was just like uh, and so if you hit the bonus round there was a thing where a big video of kevin spacey popped up and then i saw one lady playing it and mm-hmm. and she, you you spin something you would touch the screen and it would be like it's spun through some options for different dollar amounts you could win or you could win a respin or the kevin spacey bonus i don't know what his character's called on that show but it was just a really like who is so into house of cards <laughs> that they want to play the house of cards that's that is pretty um, wild slot machine yeah, yeah it was just different it'd be kind of cool if you if you won and uh it would show a video of kevin spacey pushing a, a girl off of a subway platform yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking yeah that just made me think you know if you won the big big jackpot on it and kevin spacey comes out and then <laughs> oh he literally comes out he's hiding out of the closet hiding and, in the machine and gives you money yeah yeah okay you won the jackpot and i am out of the closet um oh. but it was funny okay, too yeah. because, there are yeah, there literally are comes out. Right, not in real right. life yeah, yeah. i'm I'm oh, yeah. I see, I so, see, I see. Yeah, you win the big bonus jackpot, and he's like, I'm gay, and here's your money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny when, I, when we were driving over there and talking about it and stuff. Um, my nephew, God love him, is a big, you know, 25-year-old guy. He's a big Golden Girls fan. He loves Golden Girls. And, wow. uh, and rightly, and rightly slow. So, you know, I mean, does, Golden Girls is he, worthy does, of admiration. He takes after Uncle Lodger. He does. He's gay as the day is long. Well, there um, you go. He's, he's really not. He's, he, I mean, he is gay, but he's really not overtly or, okay. or no, no, no. whatever. He anyway. just happens to like, um, uh, Golden Girls. What's wrong with that? Who doesn't? Who hey. doesn't like the Golden Girls? That's right. Um, so... <laughs> So we were like, why isn't there a Golden Girls slot machine? Wouldn't that be fun? And then, <laughs> you know, you could have bonus games with Blanche and Dorothy and, and, you know. And then it got me to thinking, well, if there's a yeah. House of Cards slot machine, 
Mm-hmm. Why can't there be, uh, you know, why do slot machines have to be so pop culture-y? So, you know, like, why isn't there a Sex Pistols slot machine? Wow. Where you win filthy lucre. Why can't you have <laughs> filthy lucre? Well, who who owns the rights to Sex Pistols, uh, you know, images and, and, and music? You know, that's that's the bottom line. I don't line, know I guess, now right? because, I, yeah, because Malcolm McLaren is dead. So I don't know if Johnny Rotten owns all of that now or I don't know who owns that. But, it's a good yeah, question. wouldn't you love it if you won the jackpot and, like, Sid Vicious came out and, <laughs> fuck you, you won the jackpot, fuck you. And then, you're, yes. you know, you you hit, the, you hit the Sid jackpot and he comes out and shoots up right on the screen. That would be- <laughs> Uh, and when you lose it's nancy nancy comes out and says i'm dead (laughs) yeah you kill me sid (laughs) yeah you kill Um, me fucker yeah Uh, why can't there be you know why isn't there a david lynch slot machine you know wow that would be you know and you win you win and the log lady comes out and is like my log has some money to give you (laughs) (laughs) right Right, you know, and you win, you go to yeah. the White Lodge, you lose, you go to the Black Lodge. Ooh, that would Why be cool. are we not making right. slot machines? We yeah. should be making slot machines. I think there could be a lot of fun slot machines that would get people like us interested in gambling more. <laughs> Very likely. <laughs> so, wow. I want some punk rock alternative weird slot machines. <laughs> wow. Uh, and and the house the house of cards one is the closest I've gotten. Yeah. I I have mixed feelings about that. I think it's it's like <laughs> punk rock is finally and completely sold out when you've got a, a Sex Pistols <laughs> a slot Sex Pistols machine. Filthy lucre slot machine. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think yeah. I might. I think Maybe I might so. have to blow my brains out at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I think that would just be such fun. That would no. be so much fun. No, I would I, yeah, sit there I get and play it. that all night. Right. Yeah. I mean, all all yeah. that all I mean, that stuff's been co-opted already. You know, it's it, it's not going to hurt anymore to have have it a little more co-opted. Right. And if it makes a game there... more fun for you, hey, I'm good. So yeah. Why didn't I mean? Isn't there? Didn't they use the the uh, Sex Pistols song on a car commercial within the last couple uh, of years? I do believe yeah. there was some car commercial and, where they played, and I don't even remember what song. Well, and you um, know, and, and and Iggy has sold pretty much every one of his songs to some commercial or another. So what what are you gonna do? All right. Well, I love Iggy's philosophy on that, which is, you know, when I wrote the songs, the intention wasn't for them to be used this way. So why the fuck should I care how you use it? It's, you know, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, and that, and I agree. I mean, just because he, you know, to me, that's not selling out. In fact, what, you know, if this music is so good that it can be on a commercial to sell things, it must be pretty, you know. Yeah, I catchy. agree. It, I agree because and I, mean, I think it's it's based on the premise that a lot of people are going to like that and, uh, you know, will attach some value to, you know, the, the product that's being sold, I guess. So there you go. Right. The music will will cause them to tune in and see where where it's coming from and what. Yeah. what's going on why is why is iggy's lust for life playing on tv oh they're selling right. you know cars but yeah i know i don't i don't but, necessarily have to like it though no but i you know a lot of people don't and i i, I don't 
care because I one thing I always have said is especially in this new age of downloadable music and stuff like that is is you know ro- where is it written that rock stars should be millionaires just because right. you can write songs and are good at it I mean yes it's nice it would be nice to make a living doing that but I don't think you deserve to live in a mansion just because you can write songs but mm-hmm. if you if 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 this new world we live in where you know people share music and people illegally download music and all these things is going to happen and it is there's not much you can do about it right except be a, a complete pussy like metallica about it um, <laughs> okay yeah if so that's least, if that's the world then why not why not then, make a profit on it uh where you where you right. can where otherwise where you you'd can be, if you can sell it yeah you'd be being ripped off otherwise with people just right, you know yeah. downloading your stuff for free i get it okay yeah yeah i mean why, you've convinced why me can't, somewhat well i mean you know I mean, who cares? It's also exposure for, you know, and I, I I love this thing now where people are like, oh, you can do it for the exposure. Well, exposure doesn't pay the rent. But, you know, if if I no. was a new band uh-huh. and and somebody was going to pay me to use their my song on their commercial, hell yeah, I would let you. Please yeah. take uh, my song and expose it to millions of people so I can sell more records and you're yeah. going to pay me to do it at the same time. True. That's that's a business model. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the world we live in, so that's that's all there is and uh why not why not make profit off of something that you've created? Yeah, I it's, yeah, it's, it's I, your it's yeah. your property to do with that. Yeah. It's your property to do what with you what you please. want. Yeah. Okay. I I just don't find it selling out. I mean, you can put Iggy songs on a car commercial all you want, that's not going to make me buy the car. Um, True. So if you if the car company thinks that that's a great idea and they're going to sell cars by doing that, well, I hope they're happy in their delusion because I'm gonna <laughs> okay, good point. I'm gonna like that that song and I'm not gonna buy your car unless I want your right. car, you know, yeah. you well, know, unless your car is the car I want. But well, I th- I think it's you know the whole premise is oh we're selling a lifestyle here and yeah I don't think that they're really punk rock is part of it. I, I guess that's part of that's, that lifestyle. Yeah, that that kind <laughs> of that you know that shaking your fist, fuck you, associate that with your car. You know, you drive your car and you're a badass, but eh, nobody's nobody's right. falling for that. At least nobody. I mean, if you, know, you are, then you deserve right. You deserve that car. <laughs> right, you deserve to be hoodwinked into purchasing right, a product. Exactly. Yeah. You ever yeah. get the feeling you're being cheated? Um. <laughs> wow, that, that fits so perfectly. Fits so perfectly. It, it does. It does. So anyway, that, yeah. Boy, we got off on a slippery slope yet again. Oh, we, we did. Um, we did. Uh, any, we, we anything, do. anything more you want to mention about your, your cool trip to uh, Louisiana? Uh, driving back from – so when I went there, I drove – to Houston and spent the night with my nephew and then we drove over to Louisiana the next day. Okay. But when I drove home, I drove home all the way from Louisiana back to Austin. It's it's five wow. hours on paper. <laughs> um, yeah. And like an idiot, I stopped at a another casino along the way, Isle of Capri, which is in Lake Charles, oh. and, and ended up being there for about two hours. And so, of course, when I got to Houston, it was five o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, and I was shit. like, God, oh, no. it took me two hours to what, get through Houston. What it was t- ridiculous. What day was that? That was Tuesday. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, it was Tuesday afternoon oh. at five. It was just Ooh. bumper to bumper, stop and go. I was yeah. so mad at myself for letting myself do that. And I even mm. thought about it beforehand and I didn't pay close enough attention. And and uh, so, yeah, it was it, I left Cachada at 
11 a.m. I spent a couple uh, hours in Lake Charles and I got home at eight o'clock. It was a nine hour day. Whoa. So it was about seven hours on the road for a five hour road trip. It was frustrating. Yikes. You're Plan big. your time driving through Houston better. <laughs> right. No doubt. Hey, well, I also so wanted to talk about not to completely switch gears, but if we can. Uh, no, that's fine. Uh, what do, we uh, like to say? do you watch Mr. Robot? You know, I keep saying that I want to watch it, and I think the premise is really cool. I just haven't gotten to uh, watch it. What what network is it on? It's on USA, and it's probably the best oh. freaking show USA has ever had. Right. Um, I I watched season one, and I I kind of my interest got ebbed and flowed a little bit. Um, but I liked it from the beginning, and I and um. It's a really great show. What's interesting is now they're on season two, and the guy who came up with the con, you know, the guy who created the show, this season, season two, he is writing and directing all 12 episodes. He's oh, not really? letting. So the first season, they had some other people direct some episodes, and I think he wrote all of them, I believe, but other people directed them. And this season, season two, he's writing and directing all of them. Wow. Um, and he and he's 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 really good. Um, and I think this second season will be even better than the first because of that, because he's he's just got a real vision for the show. And, OK, with well, the you know, the early episodes that he wrote and directed of the first season were the best ones. OK, so just just as far as background goes, I know a little bit about the show as far as this guy's some kind of a hotshot programmer and he's getting recruited by some anonymous group that's kind of like anonymous or something right right i can't remember you... even what they're called i think they're called i want to say they're called mr robot but that's not what they're called they're called something else <laughs> okay so yeah it's yeah. Uh, so Just... he he is kind of this low level programmer um troubleshooter guy that works for just a, a random computer company okay and I think it's a company that does computer security, but they, they actually have pretty big contracts. And I think one of their contracts is with a, a really big bank. Okay. Um, and so then he gets kind of drafted into this um, this anonymous type group that wants to totally throw – they want to hack in basically and, and wipe away everybody's debt. That's one of the things they're trying to do. Oh, okay. Um, and, and this kid – who is played by uh, Rami Malek, who's awesome, um, is also struggling through some real deep mental issues. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's really got some deep, deep-rooted mental problems. Um, I don't want to give too much away because it's such a great show. But, okay, yeah, don't because I, um, I definitely um, want to. But, yeah, definitely give me a, the, the lowdown. Yeah, I think, yeah. If you get a chance to binge watch episode uh, season one, because it's only ten episodes, so it, you know it's not okay. too hard. One and hour. This new episodes? season's going to be yeah, okay. one, yeah. Well, some of that's the other thing that's kind of cool about it. Some of them run an hour ten, some of them run an hour thirty, of course, with commercials. So yeah. they've been very liberal in letting him just kind of use as much time as he wants. Huh. Um, so the first, so this first who's, new episode. Who's the guy who's who's written this and is mostly directing it? I can't remember his name. It's oh, okay. Sam something. All right. Well, he's not I'll, really. He's, we'll look it up. Yeah, I looked him up on. Uh, uh, he's only directed one other movie, 
um, before he started doing this. So he's really uh, kind of new and hasn't done a whole lot, but hmm, okay. uh, he's got a, a crazy distinctive voice. I mean, he's got a real, real distinctive voice and visual sense. The, that That's one of the things that's really cool about the show is it, it looks really cool. It has a really cool, dark futuristic look to it without being uh, it's not overtly science fiction or futuristic it just looks like it's taking place right now and maybe uh, five minutes in the future you know okay um, oh i see sam sam esmail well, yeah sam yeah. esmail i think yeah. yeah he's only directed one other movie called comet i believe i looked it up online huh, okay. um what was crazy about this new you know, there's at the point where we're recording this, there's only been one new episode in season two. Hmm. Um, and I'm watching it. It's on USA. I, I tune in. I'm watching it. And I was like, oh, it just hit me. Oh, my God. They just dropped the F-bomb. Really? On so they, USA? They, in the first in the on USA, which uh, they also dropped the F-bomb in the People versus O.J. Simpson, uh, um, when, which I think was on. Was that on USA? I believe that was on USA too. Um, I guess so because, they use the F word uh, because it's not on basic cable. I think they can do that. Possibly. Well, it is kind of basic cable though. It's USA. I think it's just oh. they can do it until hmm. someone says they can't. Until they because it's not on free TV because right, it's, it's on not, cable. Right. It's not on broad. Uh, it's not broadcast regulated. TV. Yeah. So it's not right. regulated. It's not regulated by the FCC. So right, I think it's... they can really do whatever they want now. You know, obviously, if people complain and they get start getting dropped by providers and stuff like that, that could be bad. But I don't uh, foresee yeah. that happening. Okay. But it was crazy. They used the and it's so funny because it. I almost didn't even snap to it. You know, it was and it wasn't in any. It wasn't used angrily. It was just kind of used in like what the fuck kind of a throwaway right. thing. Just 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 At normal in, uh, usage. Right, sort of, just people yeah. talking like people do in real life, actually. Right. And um, uh, t they used it twice within like the first five minutes of the show, and I was like, dang, they are setting the course here, man. They are letting wow. you know right away that this is not going to be your typical TV show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was it was it's a really great show, and yeah, if you get a chance to 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 see some of it, I, I think you'd really like it. Yeah. Um, it can meander a little bit and get a little bit away from what it's trying to do but and it's definitely in in detailed and um you have to kind of pay attention you can't just kind of glance at it um because there's so much going on and so many characters and so many plot twists uh that it, it gets a little involved and and you have to really kind of pay attention or you'll miss things which right. i think w happened to me a little bit in the first season mm. i i kind of got distracted at times watching it and i i kind of lost track of what was going on and what certain characters were and who what they meant and how they related to the main character and that kind of thing all right well one, but once, all once again you have piqued my curiosity and now i'm gonna it, have to <laughs> jump on the bandwagon of yet another good tv show uh yeah, yeah, it's it's worth it's worth watching. Well, you know me, yeah. I don't pay for Showtime or any of those channels right. uh, until until uh, Twin Peaks comes on Showtime. Right. Um, so uh, <laughs> the majority of stuff I watch is either on broadcast TV or on base, what they call basic cable. Okay. Um, good point. And when there's really when there's really good shows like that on one of those channels, I tend to watch it because. Yeah. Um, you know they're few and far between. The yeah. hardest part is to remember. I think it's on 
Thursday night. No, no, no. It's on Wednesday nights. Um, so the hardest part is to remember to tune in, although uh, USA Network has been fairly good at rerunning it a couple times to give you a chance to see it. Okay. I wonder if when they uh, have new if, episodes. If, if season one is available on Netflix so that I could, you know, binge watch that on Netflix. I bet it is. Possibly. I bet it is. I know it I know they put it out on DVD. Um uh, yeah. so I'm I bet it's available on some streaming uh as well. Platform. But I don't yeah. know for sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well I'll I'll, I'll look it got, into it. it. I think Sierra it mentioned got nominated that it was for on. some it got nominated for some Emmys for the first season you know nice. the emmy nominations came out uh this week oh, the week yeah. we're recording this that's right yeah and there was a ton of stuff and i can't remember any of it now <laughs> okay oh i uh, one one thing i well definitely mr robot got some nominations um okay. um the people versus oj simpson got some nominations right um and um uh fargo Got some nominations, and Jean Smart did get nominated. Wow. Okay. Well, that for, that, for Fargo. that's good. Yeah, she definitely deserved a nomination for sure. And uh, we were talking about that on one of the previous. I didn't realize that we hadn't even got to the Emmys for for this last year of TV yet. So I was really excited when I saw that she was nominated, and the writers, and um, and I think even like some costume designers and cinematography and stuff like that for Fargo, sure. uh, the second season of Fargo, got nominated. So yeah, they, well, they they definitely deserve it. Uh, and obviously, you know, shows like Game of Thrones have been nominated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yep, yep. But, and there uh, was that, that goes without saying, three, really. There were two or three shows that were, you know, there's a lot more shows now that are are uh, streaming platform, you know, like Netflix, Amazon Prime, and and Hulu, oh, yeah. uh, original yeah. series that that are that got nominated as well. So absolutely. Well, we'll we'll talk about it next episode when we actually have a list. I, yeah, in front yeah, of we us. should. I was going to pull one up, but maybe we can talk about it too because I don't even know when the – we've definitely got time before the Emmy broadcast, so um, oh. w we can check when that is and uh, do an episode before there. Uh, right. God, there's so many Sounds other things good. I wanted to talk about. Let me just say – I know we're running short on time here, so let me just say two more things. Sure. Do you have anything else? No, I, I'm just rolling with the punches. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm up for anything, so let's, let's go with it. So um, – there is a comic book coming out. Uh, I'm sure you've read the Archie comics. Uh, yes. Long you know, time ago. and Archie. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten into them again recently because there was a gay character in the Archie comics called Kevin Keller, really? um, who has his own. Yeah, he has his own series of comic books, oh. um, and he's Archie's friend, and uh, Archie and Veronica and Betty's friend. He's part of their gang, so he's appeared uh -huh. in some Archie comics, and he's had his own comic book series. Hmm. In fact, there is a um, there is a Archie comic where Archie dies, which came out last year. Yeah, I remember there was a lot of hubbub about that that particular issue. Yeah, yeah, and he was protecting. He jumped in front of Kevin Keller, the gay character, I believe, was running for office and uh, to be a senator or something, and someone was going to shoot him, and Archie jumped in front of the bullet oh. and uh, took a bullet for him and died, and that's how Archie dies. That's um, wild. Is this like taking place in Archie's future when he was like in his 30s or something? He's an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, there's there's several different Archie universe type things uh, out there. Yeah. Um, there's they they did a series of books 
graphic novels called – I think it was called The World of Archie, and one of them he marries Betty, and in the other one he marries Veronica. Oh, wow. So they're like alternate universes. They've done all kinds of stuff oh, with it. Oh, that's wild. So – the, the reason I bring it up is because there's okay. going to be an Archie comics. Archie meets the Ramones. <laughs> what? I swear to God, no. Archie meets the Ramones. That's so yep. wild. Wow. Yep. I was so funny because I had been, I can't remember what I was looking at. I think it might have been something that popped up on my time hop or something on, on my uh, phone. You know, I don't know if you do time hop, but. It it, uh, no. it brings up stuff from your that you've oh that yeah, you've yeah published yeah. or right within the last year. I right. mean, w- within on the same date within the last few years. Yes. and it may have popped up there that I had posted something about reading that Archie Misa Ramones was going to happen, and then I was like, that was like a year ago. What happened with that? That's and I so got online wild. and looked, and it it was it said uh, all I could find was that oh, it's it's going to happen probably within uh, sometime in 2016, and uh. then like two days later on on uh, a news feed or something, I saw that they've put the release date as October 5th. No kidding. Wow. So if you're, That's wild. you're an Archie's fan or a Ramones fan, Archie Meets the Ramones comes out October 5th. I will be uh, first one at the comic book store to get that one. Is it going to be titled Archie's Rock and Roll High School? It's just called Archie Meets the Ramones, but Archie's <laughs> Rock and Roll High School would be awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it really ties it all together, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> I wonder if Archie's going to sing to Betty or Veronica, I don't want to walk around with you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess whichever one in this particular universe he he chooses the other one he's going to be singing. I don't want to walk around singing with that you. Too. That's right. Yeah, um, but that I should be really fun. I mean, you. okay. It right. just see here's another example of something sure. where I'm sure there are some people who are like, oh, Archie reads the Ramones. What a sellout. That's blah blah blah. I'm like, <laughs> Archie meets the Ramones is the coolest thing I've heard of. In a long time. The funny thing I can't is, wait. is, is how you know the Archie's band is so mm-hmm. so different from the, the, the Ramones, if they you recall. Are, they are. Didn't, yes. Uh, didn't the Archie's the do uh, doing, Sugar Sugar? Yeah, and the Ramones doing Sugar Sugar would be fucking amazing. Ooh, that would okay. be awesome. Wow. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Wow, I would love that. Let's go dig up Joey. Maybe there's something in the vault they're gonna get r- release. No, Ooh, that couldn't happen. That would be so that cool. That would be awesome, though. If, Wouldn't if, it be? If there are some, there's a Ramones covers of Archie's tunes in the vaults somewhere, that would be amazing. Does Archie's have any tune besides Sugar Sugar? I think that's the only song they ever had. Well, uh, they sang other songs on the TV show, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, on the sure. TV show that weren't, you know, weren't as obviously popular as Sugar Sugar because I think... Sugar Sugar, Sugar was the... Yeah, I think I think a lot of the Huge song hit. a lot of the songs that the Archies did were originally slated to be sung by the Monkees, but then the Monkees got canceled, and so a lot of songs ended up becoming Archies songs. Hmm. I know the Archies' "Sugar Sugar" was definitely done by studio musicians. Well, yeah, of course. Um. The yeah, that recording. Well, yeah, it wasn't really Archie, but yeah. um, um. But I don't know. I'm sure there must have been Archie albums. Uh, you're right. Uh, yes, oh, there oh my were. God! There now were. I'm gonna have to get on a. Uh, I'm gonna have to go on an online scavenger hunt and see if you can buy Archie right. stuff. Yeah. I if heard. there's something. Remember when you? Well, it was like the 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 producers of the monkey said. Well, it'd be a lot cheaper if we just had animated characters and had studio musicians <laughs> doing doing music. 
<laughs> so that's that's right. how that happened. I think I saw a documentary that detailed that. I'll have to look that up hmm. one of these days. Yeah. I'm sure some of the monkeys were doing it, starting to do heavy amounts of drugs that were affecting their ability to be on camera too. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Allegedly, allegedly. But, but one of them, um, one of them became the lead singer of Mannequin. That's the amazing part. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that's a, true. That's a callback to uh, last that's episode, a mm-hmm. episode seven, Mannequin. Right. Check it out, Mickey Dolan's um, and Mannequin. Do you remember when you used to buy like a box of cereal with the Archie's? I don't know even what kind of cereal it was. Was it just called Archie's cereal? And uh, it would have one of those uh, uh, cardboard records cut out. Yes, cut out uh, records that you oh, just yeah. cut out of the back panel of the cereal right. and could play on your turntable. Absolutely. I remember those. Yeah, uh, definitely. It wasn't yeah. necessarily Archie's cereal only. It was others like even Alphabets would have, have something like that on it. That, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not those sure were the if it days. was the arch. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. You, you cut it out, and there was I don't know, what was it wax coated uh, cardboard on the back of the thing that you'd cut out and put on your turntable, and you could play it. Isn't that amazing, kids? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe only once or twice, but you could definitely play it. Uh, wow. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, those were the kids. Forever. Kids don't know. Kids don't know what they're missing these days. You can't, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's probably, not the same to buy a box of cereal and yeah. have a free MP3 download on the back. Well, yeah, that's quite a bit different. Not quite the same. It's it's not it's not DIY, man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you had to cut it out. First, you had to eat all the cereal because you couldn't destroy the box until you'd eaten all of the cereal. And mm. Mom wouldn't let you. No, you're right. not cutting that out until we're through with the whole box <laughs> of cereal. Yes, you're right. And you're then, so right. <laughs> and. So you had to wait and wait and wait until you got the, all the cereal eaten, and then you could have the box, and then you had to get the scissors and cut it out, and yeah. you wanted to kind of cut it in a square, but it needed to be cut in a circle, but you had to make sure you didn't cut into the grooves. Oh, exactly. And, and then if you did it right, you could put it on the turntable, and providing that you had cut it in a in a way to where it would turn on the turntable without the edges hitting something on the <laughs> turntable and right. stopping it. And sometimes the it's cardboard just, would curl up. And so it wouldn't play yes. it right, so you had to, like, put pennies on it to hold, weight it down. <laughs> yes, or put it between two two uh, encyclopedia books to yes. flatten it out and wait another day. Oh, it's, no, that's horrible. You know, uh, when you, you have, come back from school, that'll be all flattened out. <laughs> we, we had to suffer for, for our entertainment, man. It was terrible. I don't know how when my mom turned into Edith from All in the Family, but... Um, <laughs> My mom sounds I thought, nothing like that. I thought that and, voice was Gladys was Kravitz like for a moment there. <laughs> it's sort of, sort of Kravitz-esque, isn't it? My oh, mother is a delightful, that. sweet woman, <laughs> and she sounds nothing like that no, in real life. Your, so. your mom's a very That's... sweet woman, and and sounds nothing like Gladys Kravitz, <laughs> or Edith Bunker, or Edith Bunker, or anyone that sounds oh like no, that. No shrillness um, at all. <laughs> you're right. Right. Um, and so one last note before we go, I guess. Okay. Um, you know, th- there's always sad news somewhere. Oh, uh, I know where you're going with this. Uh, Alan Vega. Alan Vega, man. Right. What an amazing talent. Yes. You know, Suicide is such an interesting band. At mm-hmm. times, they were almost unlistenable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from what I've heard, which isn't a lot, it was uh, pretty wild. They were ahead of their time, though. 
suicide was. Way ahead of their time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I mm-hmm. are they in Erg? I don't think they're uh, in Erg, are no, they? No, no. There's a song called Homicide by uh, a different band. But <laughs> has nothing to do with suicide the the band <laughs> <laughs> i was like where are you going with this what that's well, right yes yeah they're suicide. not on uh, suicide is not on erg no but uh no i i guess uh, not um I, some of the songs I, that i've listened to almost feel like they invented industrial music they kind of almost did i mean it was basically two guys yes um and alan vega was the singer mainly although i think he played keyboards too and then i can't remember the name of the second guy marty marty rev yes yes he was the guy who mainly uh, played the keyboards marty rev was the guy yeah yeah alan Alan vega was definitely the singer and the uh, yeah provocateur of the audiences that he was performing to as well yes very very um confrontational performances at times in the early days i believe exactly um we're they talking were definitely like, unique and mm-hmm. mid mid 70s they were kind of mid 70s contemporaries of like new york dolls velvet underground i guess even the ramones then right 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 at okay. the same time right not necessarily right in the early days not necessarily hanging out with them per se but yeah contemporaries and they're all in new york mm-hmm. but anyway yeah ahead, i buddy. think uh, yeah i think um you know i don't know that much about suicide um really i've Me just either. heard you know and i don't even remember like I, I was trying to think where's the first time i ever even heard of the band and i don't even remember exactly where i've ever heard of the band I certainly never knew anybody who was a big suicide fan yeah I don't um, think, uh, you don't either. you don't see a lot of stuff about them online really no. um they're really cult and underground uh for people who are uh into kind of punk rock new wave electronica yes. industrial um but yeah. definitely trendsetters and and mm-hmm. you know is one definitely it's like a shame that it's like now I'm like man I really want to know more about them and I really want to listen to more of their music right um, I, I wish it would didn't take a death in order for me it to bring it to my attention right That's yeah what I kind of yeah uh, I had a I had a um, solo album by Alan Vega that had a couple of pretty interesting good songs on there oh, really? um, Cool. Yeah, and it was a little bit more accessible and commercial, uh-huh. um, much more new wavy electronica. Wipeout Beat is one of the songs, and huh. and Saturn Drive is the other song that was that. Uh, and I got those when I worked in radio in the early '80s as 12-inch promo discs. Oh, that's interesting. Um, hmm. Which is where I really first heard those, and. So of course I listened to those the other day when I when when it came up that he had passed away because I yeah. it just reminded me of how great those songs were and wow. I listened to those I need to go listen to some suicide but uh, the other thing that surprised me was he was seventy eight so that means you know if he's seventy eight he was born in like forty thirty eight. 40? Yeah, he's older than my dad. He's born yeah, in like yeah. 1938. So yeah. in 1978, oh, you're right. Yeah. In 1975, he would have been in his late 30s doing wow. doing rock underground rock music in his late 30s, hmm. which is freaking cool because cool. I don't think anyone thought he was that old. Right. Well, I I've you know, I've seen pictures of him in that era. He didn't look look that old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's... sad to hear about that. And certainly, That's if you true. have time and the inclination, you should check out uh, Alan Vegas and Suicide stuff. Right. 
You know, um, um, this afternoon I ran across, uh, it's like a 13-part interview that somebody did with him probably not, not too many years ago on YouTube that is worth a listen for you. That Roger. sounds cool. Yeah, he's talking about, you know, the, his beginnings and, you know, his his early career and, and beyond. I didn't get to listen to all of them, but they were, it was interesting. It helped. I enjoyed listening to it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So I, I think you ought to give it a listen to. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Hey, yeah. well, listen, my headphones are freaking dying. Are they? Oh, you've got, are they battery? We've talked so long that my headphones are dying. Yes. Okay. Well, we can, um, uh, we can bring this episode to a close. Shall we do an oblique strategy? Yes, we should do. We should do an oblique strategy, and then uh, and oblique then... strategy of the week. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here it is. That's my theme song. Okay. <laughs> Apply this to your daily life to solve problems. Ooh. Think about your problems this way. That's a good one. Bridges, build, burn. <laughs> Wow. It's uh, bridges, interesting. hyphen, build, hyphen, burn. Wow, that's, hmm. that's wild. That is. <laughs> Establish connections and then cut them in half, man. Yeah. That's, that's very uh, Alan Vega. I think that's very Alan Vega. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> maybe that, that might be it. It might be something that's kind of through the, through the mysticism of the cosmos is tied into uh, Alan Vega. He's communicating with us as, at this very moment. <laughs> oh, how awesome. <laughs> bridges oh. burn. I mean, build, burn. Build. So. Bridges. Make, make, connect yeah. the gap, overcome the gap, and then create the gap again. Wow. Hey, I'll, wow. I'll go with that one. I, I like your interpretation of this one. I'm gonna have to think on this one a little longer than that, though. So, I'll, yeah, it's a that's a. I that's, mean, yeah, it's almost like create and then destroy. Yeah, remember we were talking about Cohen's, the thing, you know, something that you kind of have to meditate on. This is one of those. So yeah, definitely. So I, I definitely. may I may spend the rest of the week doing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, cool. All right. Well. Once again, I've enjoyed myself. Thank you so much for um, doing all that you do to make the show happen. I well, enjoy doing it, and thank you for letting me ramble. <laughs> I I love it when you <laughs> ramble. It's the most entertaining entertaining part of my week. So <laughs> yay! Well, so th- th- thank hopefully you. Hopefully, you and at least one other person likes that. Right. So <laughs> well, th- thank you, Logic, for everything that you bring to the show, which is a lot. Follow us on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page, so be sure and check that out, and you'll get updates on when new episodes are out and what they're about. Oh, that's right. I mean, uh, the thing about the Facebook page, it augments everything that we're talking about. It's like if we talk about something, we're going to post maybe a, a video clip that we found on YouTube or a picture that we took at a particular event that we went to. So you never know. That's true. We're definitely going to have – there's definitely going to be some Alan Vega on the Slippery Slope Facebook page uh, after, when this episode comes out. I know that will happen, so that'll be fun. So you'll have context. Facebook, it's not just for breakfast anymore. Now you can have context. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Well, well, good talking to you. Good talking to you, too. Oh. All right. To the uh, listening audience out there, tune in next week for another fabulous episode of The Slippery Slope. Lodger out and proud. <laughs> <laughs>